Do you experience every emotion but don't know how to express it? Us either. Learn with us as we go. We love pink, learning too much about random things, and trying to make the world a better place. If we were pageant contestants, our answer really would be world peace. But first, we have to learn how to master our own inner peace. Join our journey as two best friends have simple girl talk. This is Spotlight with Alexis Kimsey and Katherine Merck. We're back, your favorite blonde duo, and this time we're in person. And we are so excited to be starting off a new portion of our podcast. We are going to be doing some mini episodes with people that motivate us, inspire us, and also people that are important to us in our lives. There are so many people that inspire me. I am one of those people that just, I feed off of people that are doing great things. It makes me feel better. So I'm excited about this. Absolutely. And it's something very exciting for us because we've talked a lot about how we push each other forward and inspire each other to go after goals. And these are people who help us, whether it's by example, whether it's people like today's guest who Mm -hmm. talk to us about our goals, our life aspirations and break down how we're going to get there. So I think I think you're going to have to introduce today's guest because you're the only one who can truly do him justice. Well, guys, every day I come home to him, but also he is a seven-time world champion bull rider. I'm so excited to have my husband on, Sage Kimsey. Welcome to the Girl Talk. Oh, thanks for having me on. Um, Spotlight Girl Talk. Here we go. (laughs) He's like, I don't know how I'm on this, but guys, like Catherine, I don't know if she said in the past, but he is subject to more Girl Talk from us than most men. So pray for him. He spends a lot of time with us. He spends time (laughs) in a vehicle with us. And generally for life advice, we turn to our sage advisor, the one and only Sage Kimsey. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we have a lot of good talks. Um, like y'all said, I'm, I'm an easily inspired person myself. And, um, you know, anytime anybody's wanting to do good things in the world, it just fires me up. So yeah. Well, Sage, one thing about you that I really admire, obviously I'm married to you, but Catherine can attest to this, is you are so good at goal planning. You are someone that not only just sets goals for yourself, you crush them and you really follow through with them. And I think that's so hard because at the beginning of New Year's every year, people set down some goals or resolutions and it's hard to stick to them. So I want to walk through with you. How do you set your goals? What's this process like? Yeah, I think I think it's a multi-step process and I think that's where most people kind of mess up. Um, for me, and I've always been really good at career goals. Um, always been, had, had a very defined vision, um, and a good game plan on how to get there. Um, that being said, uh, you know, I, I guess it's probably the easiest thing for me to talk about would be my career goals. Um, and for me, I think it's really important for people to have like a North star, um, a direction, a vision for their life. And I'm talking in, in very broad terms. Um, for me, in bull riding, it was always to win nine gold buckles. That was kind of like my North Star. That being said, I mean, that's that's Mount Everest in front of you and you, you have to figure out how to navigate it, right? Um, so you, what I like to do is take this 
this big lofty goal, this this huge vision dream that seems way far off, and then you break it down to several different formats. But I mean, ultimately, you're trying to get down to a plan of action to where you can know what to do every day to where you know you're you're moving towards this goal. Um, the the part that I think most people trip up on is you know, they don't have their daily plan of action to propel them to where that they want to be. Um, they get lost in, in this, you know, very abstract idea of this vision and what they want their life to look like, but they don't have the day-to-day plan on what to do and, and they don't have their markers set up correctly to know that they're on the right track. Okay. So how do we get to that right track, though? I think the first thing you have to figure out is what do you want your life to look like? Um, that's a broad question. And, and, but that's, you know, we are, you know, you, you can make life whatever you want of it. And, and I think it's, you know, an overused cliche. Everybody's like, well, you can do whatever you want to do. But it's like, what does that mean? Um, you know, for me, again, back to bull riding, it's, I, wa- I wanted to win nine world titles. Well, so, so what does that look like? And how do I break that down? So, like, I had to kind of reverse engineer what that looked like to me and what I would be happy with doing. So, first thing is, like, you know, and you can almost think of it as, like, a pyramid and, you know, nine gold buckles at the very top of it. Well, below that, what do I need to do? Well, I need to win a gold buckle at the end of the year to start stepping towards that goal. Well, what does it take for me to win a gold buckle? varies year to year. Um, you, you need to find tangible markers to where you can track your progress. Um, so for me, if I ride 70% of my bulls throughout the year and I ride all 10 bulls at the NFR, even if I fall short of winning a gold buckle, I'm okay with that because that there's certain things out of my control that meant that you know I hit all of my markers for whatever reason, it just didn't happen that year. That being said, you know, well, what does it take me? What do I need to do day-to-day wise to hit those goals? Well, for one, I need to be physically fit. That That's kind of an unquestionable thing. Um, whatever that looks like to you, like you set your own parameters for what all of this looks like and all of your your goals and your your process look like. You come up with all of it. But for me, I need to be physically fit. I need to be mentally in a good place. So like mentally stable. I need to be, you know, mentally engaged whenever I'm getting on a bull, which is probably the hardest part for me at this point in my career. Um, and yeah, it's just, you know, you, you set up what you need to do to get to that point. Um, I, I know that I need to, like I said, the, the physical fitness is just kind of a prerequisite for bull riding. Um, it's, it's the part that I probably enjoy the least, but it's just, it's a part of it, you know, um, mentally, whether it's diving into books, whether it's doing whatever, whether it's in the practice pen, like it's, everybody has their own formula for success, right? You, but you have to have the tangibles of, you know, what you want to do to be successful, I guess, the tangible markers. And you talked about, Sage, okay, these are things I'm okay with if I come up short of the ultimate goal of a gold buckle. 
But that brings me back to when things get in your way out of your control. And you mentioned that, that right now you are in the middle of, you know, your comeback from shoulder surgery. For those of you that don't know rodeo, Sage basically had six months off, didn't get on a bowl, had shoulder surgery to correct an injury that happened and started in high school. I mean, you have been riding basically injured your whole career and done incredible things, but wasn't part of the plan to take time off and recoup from surgery was a decision you made, but that really impacts the mental side of the goal setting. So how do you deal with those things thrown in your way, reevaluate the game plan? Because you can't, like you said, you can't just have that rigid plan. And if you don't meet every part of it, you give up. So how does that mental shift work for you? There's bumps in the road, and there and there always will be, no matter if you're talking about, you know, a nine-to-five career job, whether you're talking about, you know, being a good mom, being a good wife, husband, like whatever it is, there's always going to be setbacks, speed bumps, whatever you want to call them. Like, life's not easy. Life's, life's difficult, and you, you have to be able to navigate all of that, right? And it, it's one of those things that... I don't know. I'm a very literal person. So like whenever the shoulder thing happened, it was like, okay, I'm going to be out for blank amount of months. Let's come up with a game plan for, you know, how am I going to put myself in the best position for success? Mind you, you make your own markers for success, like whatever success looks like to you. It's, you're the master of your destiny. So you, so you get to say what is success what is failure in your life Mm -hmm. so that being said I mean it's you know I wanted to come back in a good place mentally physically and be ready to compete in six months Um, obviously there's a lot of things that go into that but I mean number one is my physical fitness at that point because you go through surgery you have time off you're laying around you're not getting on bulls like it, it throws off your entire routine so for me, number one was my physical fitness. I needed to take care of that uh, above all things. Um, the mental side of everything, I'm pretty like mentally strong and stable. So it, I don't really have the whole doubt side of things that, that people deal with a lot. Um, and I think probably the main reason for that is because I believe in my process so much and I, and I trust my, my goal-setting ability that if I'm hitting my markers mentally, I know I'm ready. Um, and I think that's a lot of, a lot of people deal with doubt and, and have a hard time believing in themselves. But if you don't have this vision and this, this goal format, like how are you supposed to be confident in yourself if you don't know if you're hitting the markers or not, right? Like most people meander without a roadmap and, they always wonder if on, they're on the right course and they can be doing everything right, but you don't have the confidence in yourself because you, you don't have, like you don't know if you're failing or doing good every day, right? And, and especially in like entrepreneur side of things, you make your own rules and like you're your own boss and everything. So like you have to be the one to pat yourself on the back when you're doing a good job and you have to be the one to hold yourself accountable whenever you're not doing the greatest job. And it's, I, I think without the goal roadmap, it's just very easy to get lost. And, and with that, you know, 
your confidence get lost. That's when your self-doubt creeps in. And self-doubt probably is the most crippling thing single-handedly that, especially in like, you know, the, the sport of bull riding, it's our success and failure is all on us. So if you don't believe in yourself, you don't really have a solid foundation to fall back on. And I feel like a, a lot of people, like no matter what you do, you, your home life is always pretty much all on you and, and your partner. Um, so it's just, it's very important to have that roadmap. The process. That's one thing you keep mentioning is you fall in love with the process. That for me is the hardest part. If it's something I really enjoy, it's not hard for me. But the process, like right now, Catherine and I are doing this power fit workout program. It's a challenge. The process is not fun to me. Like I don't, I know that you said you fell in love with it, but how do you fall in love with it? Because I mean, there goes days where I don't see any difference. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I know I'm doing it for the big picture, but it's really hard to focus on the big picture when you're not seeing changes every day. So how do you get past that? Well, I think that's that's the big thing, right? Is is you want you want the end goal. But if the end goal is is big enough, it's not an overnight process, no matter what you're talking about, whether it's building a business, whether it's getting in shape, like whatever you're talking about, the, the heftier the goal is, the more work and especially the, you know, the, the more work that is not immediate gratification has to be done to get to this hefty goal, right? Like I'm sure everybody that wants to climb Mount Everest looks at it and it's like one step doesn't really do a whole lot in your way up the mountain. But like if you don't take the step you can't take the next step. And at the end of the day, it's like, it really is as simple as one foot in front of the other. And finally you're at the top of Mount Everest and you're like, man, this is cool. Um, the big thing people do get lost in is, is the results driven stuff, which I mean, it, it feels good to accomplish stuff and I'm 1 million percent. But if you can really get lost in the process and, and like really just own that and this is where your your daily markers come in if you can hit all of them you can pat yourself on the back at the end of every single day knowing you did a good job whether whether you accomplished anything you know worthy of public accolades or not like you can always rest your head on your pillow at night knowing that you did what you needed to do to get better whatever better means, and you're closer to the person that you want to become. Because it's it's like the 1% rule, you know? It's If you can get 1% better every day, where are you at the end of the year? You're a lot better than what you were. Absolutely. That made me think of, of two different quotes. Number one is a little bit funny, but my mom has always joked, how do you eat an elephant? one bite at a time. And I thought of that when you were talking about the one foot in front of the other to climb Mount Everest, because it's, it's true. Just a small step is a step in the process. But the other one that keeps coming to mind that I love that you keep bringing up the daily markers because the quote, I think it's a dream. A dream is just a goal without a plan. And that's so true. That's the difference between a goal and a dream. The goal, you've taken the time to have the plan, break it down. And when you have those smaller markers, and I, I loved this. On New Year's this year, we talked about some of the things we all wanted to accomplish this year. 
I can't even remember what I said, but instantly, Sage, you went, okay, but what does that mean? What are you actually going to do to do that? And that's where I think it's really important because we come up with so many of these abstract ideas of what do we want that really are these dreams, but what does it mean? What are the mile markers? I I love that mental shift of, okay, I can go to bed at night knowing like for us right now with what we're doing with our workouts, Hey, I did my workout today and that's that 1% for, for us that eventually is going to make a difference. And that's just such an easy goal for us to use right now because we're in the middle of it. But the daily markers, I think it, it changes everything because it's not overwhelming that way either. It takes it down and simplifies it. Well, it's something very tangible, right? And it, it's one of those things like, you know, yeah, you want to be in great shape and you want to look great and this and that, but it's like, it is a process, number one. So it's like, you have to, you have to just believe in whatever process that you're doing. Um, and, and yeah, we can go down the, the fitness deal because it's, it's very easy. And, and I feel like everybody goes through fitness challenges and, you know, fitness goals at some point and, um, that they're really hard to stick to because it's not something that, you know, you start working out and next week you're exactly where you want to be. Um, but it is, it's one of those deals like get your process and then, I feel like the thing is too is is like people don't celebrate their small successes enough, um, and it can just drain you if you don't at least recognize and and see good behavioral patterns, um, because it's one thing like to to go through and you know to to do it and hate every moment of it and you know it eventually you're going to quit doing the good behavior if you don't like just take time. And it can be as simple as, you know, just telling yourself good job for, for whatever it is, whether it's working out or, you know, going and, and taking care of whatever you need to, or or picking up your house or whatever it is. Like at the end of the day, you don't have a cheering section saying, you know, good job for that one. You know? So it's like, you have to be your own cheerleader in that road. I mean, most people don't have a cheering section. But we do. We do. That's exactly (laughs) what I was going to say. Every time we get down on ourselves in a process about goals, anything, here comes Sage going, yep, but girls, look what you did well. Look where you are. You're at the beginning of it. And I think that's part of why you're such a great support system is you do recognize the small things. And it's those negative thoughts that we have when we're working towards a goal, that that's what steers you off course. And I think you're so right. It's, we had a talk the other day. That's the difference between optimism and pessimism. And that optimistic idea is going to get you so much further when you're working towards a goal. No, for sure. I completely agree with that. So besides the process, what motivates you? I think motivation is one of those things that it, it evolves and changes all the time. Um, and I've talked about it quite a bit, you know, at the start of my career, um, you know, I just wanted to ride bulls and win money and see the country and have a great time with my buddies, you know? So it's, um, uh, over time that's definitely changed. And, you know, the, the focus has turned more to, you know, my legacy, my impact on the sport. Um, you know, well, what are, 
what is everyone going to say about Sage Kimsey after I'm retired? Because at the end of the day, you know, it's not really about what you can go accomplish. It's about what you, the people you impact and, you know, the, the, the lasting impressions you leave on, on whatever industry it is that you're in. Um, and even, even as a stay at home mom, it's like, you know, well, what impact did you actually have on your family? You know what I mean? And it's like who the people you influence are probably the most important thing that you have at the end of your lifetime. Right. Um, cause it really is, I mean, about making the world a better place as cliche as it sounds. It's like, we believe that. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the, the, the way you do things is as important as, you know, what you actually accomplish. Um, for me now, it's the, the motivation is being a good role model and, and being a good influence for our son steel. I mean, I think that's kind of like the number one thing that we can do is, is be good role models and be good influences. Cause it's, it's very easy in my opinion for someone that has good examples and someone that's life is, surrounded by good influences it is very easy for those people to be good to some extent it is much harder to have to go draw your own roadmap for what you want life to look like if you don't have the greatest example you know especially like a one-to-one comparison and I always think about Casey Field as like a perfect example in my mind because like you never hear a bad thing about Louis field. Like everything is about what a great guy he was. And I think it really molded Casey from a young age about like what being a good man looks like. And I think that's probably the greatest gift that we can give our kids is, is just being the stand up individual and giving them, you know, by example, the roadmap for, for what it means to be a good person. And you make the rules for what that looks like. My dad was a good example of that. I mean, it was pretty easy for me to be good when I never wanted to let him down. So, And I think you're a great example too, though, Sage, with, and we've talked about this, but also we've talked about on this podcast, the role that athletes, celebrities, anything play on a younger generation. And yes, Steele thinks you have hung the moon and you are going to be a fantastic example for him. But there are so many kids in rodeo, in bull riding who look up to Sage and you are influencing people who might not have that in their life. You are providing an example of what does it mean to be a good sport in the arena and outside of the arena. And that's something where I really think you've taken that in a lot of ways in what you're doing outside of the arena. In addition to inside of the arena, being that example for the next generation. And I think that's, I think it's amazing. I'm very proud of you. Well, I, I appreciate it. And it was definitely like, it, it was the part, I guess, of, of having success and, and being the world champion bull rider that I never really put a whole lot of thought into growing up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, whenever you're in an influential position, no matter what you're talking about, it's it's a duty and an honor to like really be a steward of that position. Um, because as we know, like especially in Laura and like your career is very short. Um, so it's like what you do in this short period of time and especially 
like we're all it's a young guy's game. I mean, at 28, I'm one of the oldest guys in the locker room. So it's um you have to grow up pretty quick and then, you know, to be able to leave leave the sport better than what you found it is is probably the ultimate goal, really. I think that leads perfectly into the other thing we talked about, we really want to we want to ask everybody that comes on with us is what do you think sets you apart? Because clearly we think something sets you apart. That's why we have you on here. That's why my best friend married you, honestly. But what do you think sets you apart? I think the biggest thing is is intuition. I've always felt like no matter what I was doing, I could find a way to make it work and, and make like be successful in whatever scenario that I was put in, like whether that was riding bulls or if I went down a totally different career path, I, I feel like I, I would always make a good decision to a- attain whatever goal that I was like going after. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of vague and, and not really descriptive, but I don't know. I'd say that's probably the number one thing. That's literally why I fell in love with you was your mind. Yeah. They're so cute. Just for those of you who can't see them, they're just staring lovingly at each other. And I think being curious too, that's the thing. Like I've always we had a, a, a really like curious personality and I've always like, I want to learn about things and I want to. Yeah, I mean, just learn, I guess, more than anything. And it, it doesn't really matter what you're doing as long as you're learning and growing. And, you know, it, in in today's world, I think it's really important to be able to bring in information, filter through this information, and, and be able to make at least a semi-educated opinion on, like, whatever it is that you're talking about. Um, because information is rampant in today's world. With the World Wide Web, like... You can be a semi-professional and about anything in, you know, 30 minutes on YouTube. So information is is abundant, but being able to filter through all of this information and, and, you know, take what works for you, throw out what doesn't work for you, really be able to kind of like go through the muddy waters and figure out, you know, how it applies to your life and be able to extract what you need and and really make it work in your life is probably like the number one thing I would say right now because it's just information's everywhere. Bad and good. Well, that leads us to our last question for you. Um, what big goal are you working towards right now? Besides so, the nine gold buckles, because so I feel like you have... He is a planner freak, you guys. He, <laughs> every day, writes down things in his planners, checks them off. If he doesn't get it done, moves it to the next day. You are so good at that side. We were just curious, what big plan do you have? My, my big thing that I'm really, like, working through right now is finding a work-life balance and being a good husband and father because it's something that I have absolutely... I have a little experience with the husband part now, but like as far as being a good father, I don't have any experience at all. Um, and this is one thing that Paige Champion, in in my time that I was working with her quite a bit, she really helped me on the fact that, um, you know, I, I had these career goals and I had them broke down and I, like I knew everything it took for me to be a good bull rider. 
but I'd never taken that to every part of my life. Um, so for me, and it's no different, like when we got married, it, I had no experience on like what being a good husband was. Um, and that was what, like talking with Paige, she was like, well, Sage, you already know how to do this in your career. Like, why is it any different in any other point of your life? Um, so for me, that kind of like the self-reflection time is, is very important for me. And you have to ask yourself hard questions and, you know, you probably won't like the answers to some of them. Um, but for me, like my goal is to be, you know, the best dad, the best husband, the best man of God and the best bull rider that I can be. It's, and all of those are kind of, you know, intertwined for sure. Um, but yeah, just kind of figuring out that finding a good work life balance and, um, you know, just, just being the best person I can, I guess, in in all aspects. Yes, absolutely. I, I loved that because we've talked about how you take kind of career goals into the rest of your life a little bit before. And I'm so glad you shared that. And that's great because a lot of people look at goals and think it has to be something concrete. And you brought up, it doesn't have to be concrete. It has to be trying every day to be the best that you can be at something, no matter what that is, whether it's being a father, a husband, a mom, anything, a friend, just being able to break that down and look at that. And I, I absolutely love that because I think that's something where it's so easy to forget to do that or to not translate that into our everyday life. And life is so short that this is, I hope everyone listening is thinking, Hey, I could do this too, because we all can, like you said earlier, we create our own destiny as cliche as it sounds. It really is the truth. And that's something that you are living every day and a fantastic example of to us and to, I know so many other people. And showing up's half the battle. I mean, like you said, just show up for yourself every day. That's what I've been working towards this year. And it's helped a lot. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it, a lot of people, like, they don't have a perfect plan for what they want their life to look like. And that's fine. And everybody has to start somewhere. And and so what if you don't know exactly what you want everything to look like? Um, chances are there's certain habits you do that you hate and they make you feel bad. Well, that's a pretty good starting point. Cut those out, period. Like it, non-negotiable. You you quit doing the things that make you feel bad. And with that, all you're doing is building better habits. You're not doing the things that make you feel bad quite as much. So you feel a little bit better, whether you feel good yet. That, that's kind of besides the point. You, but you're getting better, at least a little bit, just by doing the things that make you feel bad. And so, you know, you start there eventually you're going to work through everything and you're going to get better and better and better and making the right choices is going to become a little bit easier every day. And it's, I mean, it's a muscle. You you can work through it. It's, it comes down to resiliency. It comes down to discipline, you know, all the things. And I mean, no matter where your starting point is, you might be the most undisciplined person in the entire world. Well, it, it, it always starts somewhere. Just, don't be scared to take that first step. Well, thank you, Sage. We appreciate it. 
This is all great things to think about. Absolutely. And just to bring in one other thing that you have said to me before that this all brought up was life is so short. Why would you leave your life to chance? Why wouldn't you decide who you want to be, what you want to do? And I think you've given all of us so many things to think about and work towards being a better version of ourselves tomorrow. So thank you. Yeah. Thought provoking at least. So appreciate y'all. Well, guys, if you want to follow along on Sage's journey as he goes for nine world titles, you can follow him on social media. Also, you can check out his website for more updates. And, yep, we're going to keep bringing you guys some great guests here on our mini-sode series. Yes, so thanks for listening. Thanks for joining in, Sage. And we will see you with another great guest soon. Later. Thanks for tuning in. If you rate and review, we will love you even more. 